He was angry about James Harden, and now he's cool with James Harden to, to today. The, the, dude, the dude goes to more swings, more swings than a 13 year old girl. It don't make no sense. And by the way, I'm all for feminism. Relax, relax, relax. Relax, but I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> Tate. I'm not Andrew T. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you know about Benchmark? Uh-huh. They're speaking the facts that you wanna hear. They rep a jersey, the vision is clear. Diamonds glisten like a chandelier. You know what I'm here for, like Michelle Lynch. It clutch time, we do not flinch. Real brothers, we do not switch. Hit home runs with the right pitch. Who run the city? <gasps> what to do when they hating on you? I feel like Kobe 2010. Taking an L, all I need is a win. When? This is his business, you know how they go. They playing the seats, now it's time to grow. Tune in now, gotta be in the know. Showtime, bitch, my butter blow. We know. To another episode of the Bench Ma ENT Podcast. Greg, Mr. Hot Takes the Bacon Medicine's man. How you doing tonight? I'm good, bro. I'm good. Blessed. Miles, smooth operator Davenport. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm feeling good. Alright, y'all. You already know before we start, make sure you like, subscribe, share, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. We're on all streaming platforms, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. Now we're going to get straight into it, though. There's been a lot that has happened as in the last 24, 48 hours with Kevin Durant. I'm going to just set it off, set the table, start it off like this. For me, Kevin Durant now has basically told Josiah, yo, you got to get rid of Sean Marks and Steve Nash, then I'll come back. Kevin Durant at this point now will be remembered more so for the business decision that he's made than actually his NBA play. To me, he's now on the outside looking into the top 10. I'd have Steph Curry over Kevin Durant with how he's handling everything off the court. How do y'all feel about everything that came out with KD? So Steph wasn't ahead of, your, ahead of KD in your top 10 before this, or was he always ahead and you just kind of like it solidified? Or were you debating? He wasn't ahead. Steph wasn't ahead. No. Oh. So how I look at it, mm-hmm. KD to me is always going to be remembered for taking the easiest road. Nice. I'm going to go join the Warriors. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, at this point, we see that why him and Kyrie work together. They both mentally are, are off somewhere. He left Steph to go to Kyrie. Mm-hmm. And now I want to get rid of it. This is unprecedented. You've never heard anything like this. I want to get rid of the coach and the game. Where do you, what do you think? Because I don't, he's locked in. He signed that four year deal. So he's locked in if he wants to stay there. But I think over these last, what, 12 months, there's been some disagreements with Steve Nash, Marks. I mean, I get the Steve Nash part. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think he ever should have been a coach to begin with. Should be that's the funny part of his life. But I think that's the funny part, though. Y'all wanted him. 
That's the funny part. KD wanted Nash. Now he wants Nash out. I think because of what he's requesting, you're, he's going to end up staying in Brooklyn. The first mistake they made was letting Kenny Atkinson go. I've been saying that. I'm just like, if if you knew me at the time, and I think I was, I think I was doing the podcast at the time. Yeah. I was not happy about it. I was not happy about it. I just kind of said like, okay, I guess you got to do what these guys want, but I hate that they did that. Yeah, it's not even like he did anything wrong. No, he just, he just didn't want to play. DeAndre Jordan sucks, yeah. by the way. And he wanted to play this young, promising center who's going to be an all-star, Jared Allen. He, he's been great. He got a million-dollar contract since. You know? But, I mean, to your point um, about him requesting to get both those guys fired, giving him the ultimatum, I, I think I think that he did that as a ploy to make it so untenable with the Nets that he, they just traded him. He's just trying to make stuff so toxic. That they move them on, they move on from. You know, like that's the goal. I think if he if he really wanted Marks and Nash fired, he cared, and he had any interest in coming back to the Nets at all, he would have said that in the first place. And that's not what he said in the first place. His first thing was, "Hey, just trade me." With apparently with not much reason as to why he wanted to get traded, just saying, "Hey, just trade me." And then now goes Nets are okay. Well, you know, you guys gotta let go of uh, Nash and Marks, right? If you want to keep me, like, listen, you know, pick and choose, like it. He's not being genuine. It, he's always wanted to be traded, and he sees the market's died down, right? And that's no, that's not having serious conversation with anybody, as far as we know, about a trade for him. He's been on the team for almost two months since he's made that request, or you know, in nearing two months, anyways. Mm-hmm. Like he knows it's dying down, so he's got to spice it back up. And what he's trying to do is take leverage out of their hands. He's trying to take leverage out of their hands and say, "Hey, look, I'll, I'll, I'll look even even widen this pool of teams you'd like to go to. I'm sure you're gonna get to this. I'm sure you're gonna." Notes. It's still thunder, but even and I, and I don't even need to dive into it. We can go there when we go there. But he's even widened the pool of teams he will, he's willing to play for, right? So it's all a ploy to trade. He's the only thing he's really told us is, "Hey, I, I know one thing for sure. There's no way we're in that jersey ever again. Never again." That's the thing. That's funny with it though, because making this ultimatum, the Nets still aren't backing down. That hey, you're Kevin Durant, so we're not just taking any and anything for you. Right. So with that being the case and how I view it, right, if you any other team in the league and we see, yo, he sent this ultimatum now, I'm definitely not helping you out in any way possible, shape or form. No, you still are. I'm only going to trade you this. I'm not giving up Scotty Barnes. Matter of fact, now the Celtics talking about, you know what, we ain't going to give up Jalen Brown. You, as the Nets organization, are more in a desperate position than the other teams. So it's like, hey – if you think you're going to get this big old haul for him, I won't give it up. And on the net side, they're like, nah, I need a big haul for him. So I can see he's talking about training camp start. And because Kevin Durant loves basketball, even though he's hanging out with Harden, he's not built like Harden. He's going to come to training camp. He's going to play. But then I have to answer those questions. And then now that's when you You don't want him answering questions on that. But that's the thing with me. I think you bring their training camp. Of course, he don't want to answer the questions, but how this roster is constructed, the Nets roster currently constructed, KD, Kyrie, who's going to be motivated, Ben Simmons coming back healthy, hopefully playing. You got Warren, Royce O'Neal. This is the best Nets roster since KD has been here. This is the best Nets roster since KD has been. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Like, who's to say, you know, they 
you're still waiting. He's playing. Next thing you know, it boils over into the regular season. They start off 8 0. I think my man's like, ah, you know what? I can make this work for him one year. <laughs> this, is, this is literally the Nets right now. This is their best chance to get to the finals that they ever had with KB actually being on the Nets. But the whole thing with the Nets over the last, what, four years has been about culture. And I think that if you keep Kevin Durant and Kyrie and you have to deal with these antics moving forward, it's like they're just breaking down that culture. So I think the best thing they can do is just, you know, you've got to move at this point. Both parties got to be motivated to move on. Because then at least you've you, you got a clean slate. Now but what, though? I think John Brown's on the table. I think, I think that the, the situation... They just we, don't want to trade Marcus Smart. Yeah, I think where we're at is because of the fact that the Sixers are now involved and he says he wants to play with James Harden again because he's a whack job. Who are they going to give up? Right, but you can still you can still start a bidding war of some kind because you could have like your own... You could hype up Maxi and I think you're all you're into him. And I like Maxi. I do. But And Jalen Brown's a better player. Unequivocally, he's a better player, but... You don't what what the, what the Celtics don't want is KD to go to the 76ers. That's the last thing you want for if you're a team that's trying to contend for a championship next year. So you can kind of use that against them, right? And maybe get a little bit more than you thought. You may not get Marcus Smart, right? Nets are gonna are not gonna get equal value back. You never do any trade player that's great. That's understood, but you can get as close to a good deal as possible. You're gonna lose a trade when you're trading one of the greatest players of all time, but that's a given. But you can get a Jalen Brown, Grant Williams, and I don't know. Uh, and Rob Williams is off the table. Rob Williams is one, and, and look, that that's fine. You and, and there might be a dark horse team that comes out of nowhere. You don't have a trade Katie where he wants to go. I mean, the, the Pelicans into this conversation gets a little interesting too. And I know we know I've heard reports they're interested too. And I love Ingram. I'm a big Ingram guy. So uh, you know, the, the other deals to be had out there, I think it's going to get interesting. Uh, and they can get a reasonable deal. They're not going to win it. Like like Antonio said, they're not going to win the deal. You're, you're not. And teams are not motivated to help the Nets. And they shouldn't be. I get that, but I think you still get a good return for Kevin Durant. You're gonna. It, it's, I think it'll still end up being the biggest trade we've seen for a player uh, ever because it's him. Just by kind of by default, that all the picks you'll see get moved, all the great good players you'll see get moved, and all that stuff. But I mean, for me, when I think about this whole thing. I think about okay, let's say that this one to entertain this conversation, even though they're not. I mean, we already know to side decided, and we'll talk about that too. It's like. You're not going to get rid of Marks. There's no valid reason to do that. Marks is one of the best GMs in basketball. I don't. I don't know where the anti-Marks rhetoric out there is ridiculous to me. Those aren't Nets fans. It's not. You're a Nets fan. You understand how good a GM that guy is, taking us from where we I'm were. Sure he understands that too. I think, like you said, before, yeah, that he's doing this because he's trying to burn bridges. Yeah, he knows they're not going to fire him. He knows that he's a good. He's good at his job. I think he's well respected around the NBA. Marks is one of the few guys in the league who has a, who's a, has the assistant governor's title. So if like side misses a meeting, he can step in and be in an owner's room. Like most GMs can't do that. So the relationship that they they have in that front office is strong. It's not going anywhere. He knew that. He knew how close they were. He's in that room too, right? And and if he and believe contrary to popular opinion, KD has signed off on every decision that's with me. He it's it's his fault. We are where we are. <laughs> so there's that too. There's a big part of it. Uh, I this think is, this is the same guy who turned like D'Angelo Russell, LeVert, Jared Allen into Kyrie, Durant, Harden. Yeah. In the span of like two years. When, so, when the Nets were a wasteland. Yeah. When they were a wasteland and, and turned that into, turn, you know, this rocks in the diamonds. Like that's what he did with that Nets roster. 
So what does this say for y'all when you think about, like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, for Katie's legacy? Like, Katie, superstar player, top talent of all time, but you left OKC to go play with Golden State after they beat you. Mm-hmm. Then you're looking at this situation, forget the whole Kyrie teaming up nonsense. You got beat by Boston, who ended up going to the finals. And who does KD want to go to? One of the main teams is Boston or a ready-made team YN. KD or Phoenix, KD or Toronto, KD, as great as he is, Mm -hmm. is probably one of the worst leaders, worst leading superstars of all time. I think he's one of the worst competitors of all time as a great player. That's kind of why I don't, I think, I don't think he's a competitor in, in that sense. I think that, I think that no NBA superstar, no NBA great, all-time great has had an easier, has had an easier path to, to multiple rings than KD has. And by design, right? He went to that Warriors team. I, I tell them all the time, people get mad. I don't count, I don't really count those years of the Warriors. Like for, for me, like when I think about KD's legacy, those those rings and those those seasons of the Warriors are not a plus for me. They don't add to his legacy in any way. I don't really I, I almost discount them when I have a conversation with Kevin Durant. Because that was incredibly easy. Like it was incredibly easy for you to do that. It just was the easiest thing you could have done. And even now, with all the list of teams he's given the Nets, like you just said, like you just listed, and even Philly not the addition, you are clearly trying to, you know, just catch a ticket to an easy championship again. So what difference does it make? I've, I've heard conversations where it's like, if you go to Boston and you rings and helps him win a ring, then it changes the narrative, changes it. Does it? Does it? Re- I mean, does it, how much does it really change anything? It doesn't. He'll be going to another team where he'll be, he'll be playing Robert. Right. Like, I mean, oh, oh, Robert, that's hot. That's hot. <laughs> <laughs> trying to slide. That's supposed to be a hot take. My God. <laughs> I mean. Steph, it was Steph Curry's team. Yeah, it's Jason Tatum's team. And it'll be Jason Tatum's team. Yeah. If he goes to Boston, so. And if he goes to Philly, that's Joel Embiid's team. That's, that's, that's the city. They love him out there. Exactly. So Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant is probably one of the, you know, people don't have in that conversation, but he's one of the top all-time Robins ever in history. <laughs> I just don't think he's really secure in himself. Because when you think about it, this whole thing going back like six, seven years at this point. We're still good. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, I can use that. Everything changed once the OKC thing happened, where they lost to Golden State. And then the next summer, he signs with Golden State. He wasn't secure, secure enough in his own self to run it back with, with OKC. So then. He wins two championships in Golden State. Mm-hmm. And he left because he wasn't secure enough and people saying, like, oh, you, those rings are tainted. You know, you didn't win it for real. That team was already good. So he tries to go to Brooklyn and build his own thing. His best chance of doing His best play. chance of doing so. Yeah, best chance. Like trying to get that, you know, he's always chasing that legacy. Yeah. So I just don't, I don't know. It, it doesn't make sense how, like, someone this good like you said, it doesn't seem like he's the most competitive because anybody who loses the way he lost to Golden State all those years ago would have tried to ride that. But 
Kevin Durant is what happens when you care about what too, when you care too much about what people think. Mm-hmm. Katie is the perfect example of that. Like when your parents you coming up, you come up to your parents and say you can't, you don't care about you, you shouldn't, you know, worry yourself too much about what people think about you, blah blah blah. Like there's a reason why I say that, and it's because of Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is making hundreds of millions of dollars playing basketball. He's one of the greatest basketball players, greatest talent to ever play the game, and he's never happy. He's constantly searching for something that he can't find. It's because he's always looking. He always he seeks outside validation. That's the reality of it. Like he can act all cool and all that stuff, and he can act like you know all nonchalant about everything. But when you're responding to randoms on Twitter all the time, all day, and you're making hundreds of millions. That's no way to live, bro. I'm sorry. Like, there's no like. He might respond to this clip. Like, that's good. Yeah. Facts. You know, he's still easy money, easy money sniper. Yeah. It's funny because he had all this energy all those years ago when him and Pat Bev were going at it when he was on the Clippers. He was like, "Oh, I'm Kevin Durant. You know who I am." I'm like, it doesn't, it doesn't add up. You want like, to say that? You have energy for Pat Bev, but all these other big name players just like, Ooh. <laughs> it, I don't know. He's, he's into do, you think, do you think him making this ultimatum has hurt his trade value or helped it? I think ultimately a team that needs to win, they want to win a championship and is close is going to trade for him and they'll, they'll give up a substantial amount to get him because they're close. And you, you do what you do. You do what you need to do to win a championship. Yeah, I'd love for the Lakers to just go and say, you know, AD, we're done. Like, I don't want that trade. And that's what I, I, do want, I just want you to know Sean Marks isn't doing that. I'm not trading Kevin Durant for AD because AD's hurt too often. He's not doing it. And if, I'm, if I wouldn't do it, Sean Marks wouldn't do it. And that's how much I trust Sean Marks. I'm just being honest. It, the more valuable commodity to me well, is Sean I Marks. Want, I want Steve Nash and Sean Marks both out of here by tomorrow. I'm done. I'm done with those guys. <laughs> yeah. I can't. Being that KD is such a talent that he is, obviously they're not going to fire him, but I wouldn't be upset if they did because no. Kevin Durant. Yeah. I don't think they'll fire him, obviously, that because that would that be it's just the wrong message completely. And if you're being if I'm being honest with you, as great of a basketball player as Kevin Durant is, he actually doesn't even work that. I'm being honest. Like, I don't think he's worth it. He's not worth it. Because okay, let's say I fired him both. I'm assuming that you're probably gonna tell you who you want to be hired next is my GM and my coach. You're gonna run my organization. You're gonna tell me. <laughs> now what have you done up until this point to Lead me to believe that you can make these kind of decisions and be confident at it. You asked me to got to give forty million dollars to Andre Jordan. I did that. You asked me to sign Mike James. Did that. Love Mike James. He's great, but not an NBA guy. Like, come on, what are we talking about? Like all the things that we're talking about, the, the, the coaching additions, the the Vanter pools, the the Harringtons. Harrington was here before him, anyway. So I like Harrington. Not anything personal against him, but everything he's done hasn't led me to a ring. I, the rumor is that all of a sudden is like, oh yeah, well. He wanted Tyron Lou. Okay. And Tyron Lou is going to leave that great situation for us. Well, this was when Tyron Lou wasn't head coach anywhere. Oh, he was yeah. an assistant at the time, okay. and they, they hired Nash over him, is what happened. But it's just funny to me because your boy, who you're very close with, your guy, your brother, Kai, said, literally said verbatim, we don't need a coach. So was he speaking for the both of you or just for himself? And it's interesting, you know, his agent came out and said, I believe it was yesterday, yeah. Kyrie's not one of the people that's saying he wants to get rid of Nash and Marks. Right. She kind of let that no comment, like if mm-hmm. Kyrie agreed with KD, but she said 
Kyrie has not been pushing his narrative right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Kyrie is super professional. He's the ultimate, he has ultimate Nets yeah. citizen. He wants the max deal again, right? He wants he wants the max deal again, and that's what he's up against. He knows that he acts up. He mm-hmm. not, never see a max deal ever again. Do you think Kyrie is all on board with KD trying to get rid of both of them? Um, I'm sure Steve Nash is on board with getting rid of him, but. I don't. I don't know how you would agree with getting rid of Sean Marks. Yeah, I think. I think it's a lot we might agree with him, but he's never going to say anything because he has no standing in the league to say anything right now. He's not that power, right? You can't. He's not. He can't act up at all. There's no room for mistakes anymore with him because he saw what teams think about him when they when they when they try when he tried to leverage right mm-hmm. his situation with against the Nets and be like, hey, okay, I'm gonna pull the cards out of the shooters. There were none because you were on some nonsense. You don't come to work. So it's just one of those things. But I, I you know. With this whole thing with with Kevin Durant and the ultimatum and you know ultimately everything that's happened to this point, I, all I can think to myself is again, like this is what I said in the podcast last week. I'll say it again: Kevin Durant's legacy is tarnished mostly because there's no fan base that loves him. There's no fan base where he is beloved. It doesn't exist. And think about any all-time great player you can think of. Top here, I promise you, you cannot come up with, with another example of a guy who's as great as he is, top player of all time. Who's fan? Who has? Who doesn't have a fan base that he is beloved? In. There's nowhere KD can go where he's gonna get a free drink. The funny thing too with KD, I don't know. I think it was this year or at the end of last year where he was saying, basically every team he played for should retire his number. That's not going to happen. I don't know how that works. That's <laughs> not or going to happen. Golden State's gonna do that. Like they already had a good team. Doesn't even matter. Yeah, him being Golden State was so inconsequential. Golden State fans literally didn't care. He got so mad. He that's why he left. He was like, he, part of it was I want to ISO y'all. Y'all like to pass the ball too much. That's not what I do. And the like, will never be happy. And then on top of it was, oh well, the fans they're pushing this narrative that it's Steph Curry's team and that Steph Curry was more integral to us winning than me. And it's more, why we talk about Steph so much? It's not about me. It should be about me. No, it shouldn't be about you. It should be about Steph. Steph's the homegrown hero. Steph's the person they wrap their arms around. Steph was back. That he was Batman. He was Batman. Period. You were you were gravy. You were icing. You know you were topping. You were pepperoni, my guy. That was it. You mentioned it. What do you think would actually, which is kind of really a dangerous area to actually try to figure out? But what would you think would make actually Kevin Durant happy in this situation? With the Nets, or in terms of just like what and how 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 it plays out, what. The, how it plays out, uh, like, but like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's kind of a dangerous area to try to figure out what we can Yeah, because you can't really figure it out. I, I, I think it's, you can't figure out crazy. Figuring out crazy is hard, right? He, he was mad that James Harden was fat and wasn't trying, and now he's worried Barcelona working out with him and traveling the road with him and going to Travis Scott concert, popping champagne on him and stuff. Like, you, you don't know what to expect with him, but ultimately, I mean, I think for him, he's just looking for an easy route to, to success. Right, but also where he gets most of the credit for it. So he wants to go somewhere where it's pre pre-established, the culture of winning is pre-established, there's pre-established great players already there. He can come in, they can win, and people go, Oh, KD's the KD's the best player in the world. KD, look at what he did. KD is is in my top five all time. KD's above Braun all is above Braun all time. That's what he's hoping the narrative becomes. And after that, that's why I think he'd be happy. Just too bad it'll never happen because he's going about it the complete wrong way. Yeah, we like it's always been about Bron. It's about Bron, yeah. It's always been about. He's been talking about being number two his whole life. Mm-hmm. It's all since he's been in the NBA. It's all he's been talking about. 
It bothers him. He's insecure. He cares about what people think. He's been that way since he was a kid. He's still the same person now. He's not different. He's not different. And if I'm being honest with you, again, another reason why I'm keeping Sean Marks and I'm keeping Nash, even though Nash can go somewhere, he'll kick rocks. Uh, that's fine. I'm keeping Marks, though, is because KD doesn't contribute to winning the way a player of his caliber should. We, I've said this in the podcast numerous, numerous times. He does not. A guy who scores the ball as well as he does, but that's the really the main thing he does well. He's not a, he's not a great passer. He's not, he's, he's not a great feel for the game. Those things don't come easy to him. It's not like Braun where he's going to throw a cross-court pass to a guy who's been hot or just no, or put the ball right in the spot where a guy knows he, he can catch and shoot and get into a shot in rhythm. He doesn't do that. He doesn't have that kind of attention to detail in terms of playmaking. So as great as he is, I'm not winning if you're my main guy. I'm not. He, you know what I mean? Like, it may be a hot take, but it's just the truth. You know, the, 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 you can score all you want, but give Kobe this. I'll give Kobe all the credit in the world. Kobe was a guy who had that narrative or something his career where he was like, I'm going to get a bucket because he pushed it. I'm going to get a bucket. I'm the best person in the shot. I don't care if there's four guys guarding me. You know what? Kobe was no idiot. Kobe passed the ball when he had to pass the ball, and he made smart passes, and he understood where guys liked to have the ball in their hands. He did that stuff. He did the little things to win basketball, and a hell of a defensive player. And you got to think about it, too. Once his teammates got better, he trusted them. Right. KD, as you have mentioned, outside of maybe the OKC years, has been surrounded with top-tier talent. Yep. And has never improved his playmaking skills. And playmaking doesn't mean oh he averaged ten assists. No. Playmaking of just make you make the right play. You put other players on your team in positions to succeed, whether it's scoring, whether it's getting them in a position to get a rebound, anything like that. KD lacks in that area. KD lacks in the area of defense. Also, you, he'll get you a couple blocks here and there, but for the most part, he's the typical AAU player. Let me see if I can reach. I'm going to let you go by me. I have seven foot seven wingspan. Let me tap it right out. He don't play deep. I know the comments are going to say here. They're going to be like, oh, he had a couple of short doubles this year. He was great passing. That's cute. Okay, but against the, the Celtics is a very example. A player as smart as Kevin Durant is, and um, his stature should be like, yo, and we got we to cut. Like, and, 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 and re- in real time, on the court, dribbling, like, yo, move. Yo, you go here. You go here. Brian's orchestrating everything. Right? The Celtics played the same defense against KD the thing as Braun a couple years ago in that series in 2018. Braun demolished him, right? We didn't send Jordan Clarkson on the random cutter. He didn't Jeff Green. He just knows the holes in the defense. He's so smart and it happens quick. Right? I think that's one of his flaws. It's not brought up often, but KD's IQ is not of a top 15 all time player. Not Jokic is a better IQ, far better. Jokic is, is that kind of mind on the court, right? Luka is that kind of mind on the court. LeBron's that kind of mind. like that's what I'm saying. Like so, when I look at this, and ultimately this may be a hot take too, there is nothing KD could really do at this point for me outside of standing broken and winning a championship, or even going, you know, maybe somewhere else where it's not stacked, which he'll never do, and winning a championship where I look at him and go, oh, that's a top ten player of all time. To me, he'll never crack that. And I think Giannis will crack the top ten before he does. Most definitely. I think Giannis crack, and, and you know, maybe even Luka will crack one. Luka went to Dallas? He got he was playing with JB last year. Jalen Brunson? I love Jalen Brunson. But took him to the conference finals? Yeah. Crazy. He good, I got Giannis. I got Giannis above KD right now. Currently speaking. Is your all-time list? No, in the NBA. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not all-time list. Okay. Giannis still got some, oh, some time. 
some time to uh, put some work. No, you're putting all time over here. Oh, yeah, not not yet, not yet. Talking to these people is that. Not yet, not yet, but he's headed that. He's headed that direction. No, Giannis' resume is nuts. No asterisk. No asterisk at all. Giannis is built differently, and he knew it. He he said it in his facts. He stayed in Milwaukee. He got one of them. Nobody, if you went back to 1994, nobody would believe you that Milwaukee will win a title anytime soon. Not what it's a small market. They don't get big time free agents. They don't have the best organization. Da 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 da. Giannis came there from ground up. Came from Greece. Built it. Skinny kid got so much better. Fifty piece final game in the finals, and they weren't favorite Phoenix. Everybody thought Phoenix was gonna win. Oh, this is CP. This is CP 3s time to get a ring. Giannis is that one ring right there is better than any ring that KD has. Giannis's one ring yeah. is better than every ring that KD has. Rings all weight. Rings all weight. Huh? The context of everything matters, and I think KD tries to act like it doesn't because he's just he knows he's great at basketball, knows how great he is as an individual talent. But that's not enough to carry through in the conversation. You start everyone's really talented. You get this conversation. Talk about top ten all the time. Everyone was amazing. You got to nitpick at that point. You got you have to nitpick because everyone's that good. Everyone's that great. So you can't be in the top ten all time and not be the catalyst behind the team winning championship, which you never were. And you're not even trying to be that. You want to go to the 76ers where Embiid's already there. You want to go and 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 Harden in this fat suit. You want to go to to uh, where uh, Phoenix where you got Book and you got CP there already, right? It's book, that's Book City, that's Book situation. Like, it just is, it, you know what I mean? Like, you're not going there and taking it over, you're not. You are an additional piece. You're an add-on, you know? You're a futon, right? You're, not, you're an add-on to a couch, <laughs> but you are. Is there any team that's out there right now where he could have that role? Where what, where he takes the reins? He's the guy, he goes in there and he's the guy. Only team I think of is Toronto. Yeah, yeah, Toronto would be Toronto would embrace him like they embrace Kawhi. He'd be the same as me. He'd be the best player they've ever had. Um, so yeah, I think uh, Toronto's the only team though. And I'm not sure he, I'm not convinced he wants to go there. You know, if that's the narrative you want, you better go to Toronto. I don't, see, I don't see any other team where that works out for him. He also doesn't care about it though. I, I think he just wants the easy way, and so that's why he didn't say Toronto was a desired location. That's why 76 is where that's why the Boston was. He wants to be, he wants to necessarily with two teams that are in the same conference. That are, that are two teams that are ten, that are that are 90 miles <laughs> within a 90 mile radius of the team. That's what he wants to do. So th- this trade has to be big. I think Brad Stevens, I think um Sayoji, uh, uh what's his name? Daryl Moore would be stupid to think that the Nets are gonna trade him for anything less than a haul. Plus, trading him to Sixers makes no sense for us because we just got their first round pick, uh two of their first round picks, and we deferred one of them. But we make that team better, the picks are worse. Wild uh, actually had to be sweetened by a third team, which again, I don't see a third team getting involved because no one wants to help the Nets. So, so with Philly, you don't want the proposed trade that you're talking about Maxi Tobias Harris, some draft picks. Um, I think they said Cork Miles. That deal definitely off the table. I don't know. I don't, I don't want Tobias. I don't even want Tobias on my team. It's terrible. It's not even a good contract. He's no, a good player. You know it's gonna be the match yeah. money. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to buy. I like, I like to buy. Believe it or not, I think a little bit of hitting gets a little unfair because you. I think not. Well, no, because well, look at his contract. But 
So what does he deserve that? I think that with the salary cap going up, that contract will be will be given to that players of that caliber. I was talking about his caliber. Like it just the same way guys are mad about Jalen Brunson's deal saying it's too much money. The cap's going up. By the time the cap goes up next year, it'll be the seventeenth. I think I saw the numbers like the seventeenth highest paid uh, point guard in the league. So because of the rising salary cap, you know, like that's around what he'd make for, for his level of skill. So but, what is he then? But well, I'm gonna say Tobias Harris gets a bad rap. It's not fair because every single time they've had a player there. The, uh, uh, their star, their star player, they underperform. And what I mean by that is the, the, the Robin, right? He was never supposed to be Robin. That was never supposed to be what he was. He was not brought there to do that. He brought there to be a, a, another piece. He was supposed to be the futon. He was going to be the footrest. That's what he was. But he wasn't that. He had to be the whole couch because guys like James Harden can't make it fat. It is in terms of futon. It is. It's, it's, high, it's, it's military grade. But you, 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 you had, uh, what's his name? Harden come in and Harden couldn't carry you and Harden was brought in to help him get over the hump. He didn't do that. He fell short. Ben Simmons didn't do that when he was there. He couldn't do it. So Tobias naturally has to step up into a high role, and he gets undue, undue criticism, and it's not fair. It's not what he is. He's not that guy. I think it's still on Philly as an organization, though, because they paid him to be that guy. Because did they, though? Yes, because they chose Tobias yeah. over paying Jimmy. Let's oh, not, no, they not, did? Let's not forget. Let's not forget. I he, paid, he paid Tobias. Oh, yeah. He did not pay Jimmy. So I still put this, I still put it on the Philadelphia 76ers okay, organization. But then that's before, not Tobias' fault though. When you're still you're blaming the Sixers, and that's Tobias' fault. Even before Morty got there. But I still put it on the bias because it was like the stuff you hear in the interviews with him. Before Harton got there, he was complaining about not getting shot attempts. He wants the ball more. Mm. When Harton gets it, he complains about shot attempts, not getting the ball more. Mm. We've seen the painting on the wall. We know who you are. Mm-hmm. We're not trying to go down the road. We're not. We're not doing this again. Yeah. We've seen it. We paid you like it. They've given them opportunities to be that guy. Mm-hmm. We all knew the the general public and anybody that has basketball knowledge knew that Tobias Harris wasn't a two, wasn't a one, maybe not even three. But they paid him like that, and he wanted it. He wanted that opportunity, and he didn't show up. It's like a really good. I think that's a great thing. I think that's a great thing. I think that's a great thing. Rudy Gay in his uh, earlier years was like that. Like, really high volume scorer, but it could be efficient. Like, he, he looks like an all star at times, but he's not actually an all star. That's kind of eat on the cusp. That's why I never put it all together, never was consistent. But had the talent to be uh, all NBA. Tobias Harris has the talent to yeah. be yeah. that 3 and D guy, perennial all star. Yeah. He's going to. Be that piece that oh yeah, that was the third person, the fourth person that helped me get to the championship, and he's never fulfilled even that being a good three option, right? Being a good four option, he's never really fulfilled that on a consistent level. When you look at this whole situation, something that I think is is not as talked about because everybody's like, "Where's Katie going? Where's Katie going? Where's Katie going?" What did this do? You think for some of the the teams that's involved in this for like the chemistry between? The front office and the players. So, Celtics. Jalen Brown's been in talks all summer. Mm-hmm. Grant Williams. I was drafted by y'all. He's in talks. You look over in the Pelicans. Herb Jones. I just balled out. I'm in trade talks. Bi just was raving about how the Lakers didn't choose him, but hey, Pelicans believed in me. God did, and now he's in trade talks. What do you think this does? And the 
landscape for the NBA. All these players being included in these trade talks. And obviously only one can happen. Yeah. So what do you think this does for these locker rooms? You know, Everybody's got to be on edge. I mean, because yeah. it was a Jalen Brown could go from edge of the finals to now you could be the guy in Brooklyn, but not necessarily in that same position you were in where you're in the spotlight. Like, he was one of the best players in the finals last year. So, I don't know. You could take it one of two ways. You could take it as, like, all right, I mean, they see me as someone who could be traded for someone as good as Kevin Durant. Or you're like, all right, damn, that's that's messed up. Like, yeah. I've been here for, what, seven, seven years now? Six, seven years? And just as things are starting to finally click for us, you, you trade me off for somebody who's, you know, two or three years from not, not being washed up, but, you know, everybody is that hill at some point. Yeah, I mean, I guess the question that how they should take it, because if, if the question is how they should take it, they, it, it, it shouldn't bother you. That guy, that guy is one of the greatest players of all time. So when you're in a, in a conversation to be traded for that guy, and you, you're a wanted asset in that deal, it's a compliment. What are you going to do? It's, it's someone that good, it's just, it's just a part of the business. But uh, for the uh, only person I see where it's destructive, honestly, I don't see it being destructive for even the Pelicans. I don't. Mm-hmm. Be out, get over it. Herb Jones sure as hell will get over it. Okay, I, I love Herb Jones. I'd love to have him on my team. But he'll get over it, right? Like, I think Jalen Brown's situation is, it can become really toxic quick because they were right there. They could have won a championship. They were right there, right? They, they shot themselves in the foot to lose that, lose that ring there. So, you know, when you come that close and then you're put in trade conversations almost immediately after, even if no matter who it is, you you know, that can be a problem. Especially when you have a free agency pending, and that's the problem with Jalen Brown. He's going to be a free agency, free agent in 2024. That's not good. That's a bad situation for the Celtics. I think the Celtics should be motivated to get a deal done. I, think, I don't think they're in any position to play hardball here because you can't trust that Jalen Brown is not going to remember this moment when he's, tra- when he's talking to the teams in 2024 that summer. And he's like considering his options. He will remember. He's gonna remember this. These guys. That's what. That's what it means to be an NBA player. We need petty. There's a pettiness. There's an inherent pettiness in all athletes that are great. I think even beyond the point of uh, pettiness, unlike KD, Jalen Brown has a competitive side to him. Mm-hmm. So I think he'll remember on the competitive aspect, on just like, all right, this what y'all did to me. I'm gonna go somewhere else. Purposely, hopefully in the Eastern Conference, see y'all four or five times a year and bust y'all butt. That's what I can see Jalen Brown doing because of the situation if they don't trade him in advance. He's not coming back to Boston after all this. I mean, if he doesn't get traded, I can see him every time they play KD, him trying to be like, you know what? I'm going at, you. I'm going at this guy because you think he's better than me? I'm sure. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Not me, but yeah, sure yeah. he doesn't think he's speaking Oh, works. but that's my point. Jalen Brown seems like he got way more competitive fire in him than the other man over in Brooklyn. No, I, 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 don't, I don't disagree with that. I, and again, if you ask me who is the most likely, likely you know, player to get traded out of all the guys talking about who are offended, it's Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown's the best player that's been offered. Mm-hmm. So does, does the Nets and Celtics have reason to get this deal done? Because you can still, I, I don't mind getting a Peyton Pritchard back in the deal. I don't mind getting a Kramer. I'm getting 
you know, and, and a Derek White. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't mind getting guys like that back in the deal. I think that that could work. Plus, you got to make the money line up somehow. So, someone of consequence has to be traded. And it's not smart. Or not Robert Williams. But I think Jalen Brown's the best centerpiece in any deal they've been offered. Unless they offer B.I. and you can have a conversation. I love Tyrese Maxey, but he's not in that conversation yet. He might be after this season, though, because, again, he's playing into the fat guy in the backcourt. So, he's not to carry a lot of weight in that backcourt. And he's going to have to grow up quick. You know, he's going to be throwing that fire this year. Hypothetically speaking, right, which team would be the better team if they got KD, Philly or Boston? I feel like I guess it would depend on who's going out. I guess that's true too, but I I, I think if you're talking about the quarters left, Mm -hmm. I'm taking Philly. So if you got, got, for example, with Philly, you got KD, Harton, Mm -hmm. and B. <laughs> gonna have to ask him. Because you're gonna get Maxi gotta go. Tobias gonna have to go. You got you got little years of starting five and then potentially for the Sixers is why I'm saying they're I think they're the best. Harden, um Eric Gordon, you could probably trade for him. He has uh, rocket ties, Maury ties. Uh, he'll find a way to get He's him. on the trade market right Yeah, I think they can obviously go get him. So Eric Gordon, uh Harden, uh KD, PJ Tucker, and B. That lineup right there, whoo. That's the lineup, and then House comes the bench. Like it, it, it's a lineup, man. Like they, they have a real chance with that lineup, and they have no excuse not to get out of the East at the least uh, with that kind of lineup. And, and obviously, everybody got to stay healthy. But I fear that lineup more than I fear a lineup where I got Robert Williams, Jason Tatum, KD, um, maybe Marcus Smart, maybe not. I don't know if he gets thrown the deal. I know the Nets love him. We'll see. Uh, but let's say Marcus Smart stays. Marcus Smart's in it, and then who's your four? Uh, Horford. Yeah, Horford. I don't think they're better than the other lineup I just listed. I, I don't. I think a lot. Of, I think MB, Tucker, uh, KD, a lot of defensive versatility right there. I know Harden will play a little bit, but uh, Eric Gordon is you know is a good enough shooter to space the floor. They'll be a really potent offensive team and a good and a good enough defensive team. The Boston lineup I just gave you would be a better defensive group, but not as great offensively. Even though you have two of the best offensive players in the league. Um, but I think you have more floor spacing on that other roster at lineup by this name. Even though Horford can shoot, I know and Smart can shoot, but Smart, you know, it's, it, it, it comes and goes with Smart. You don't know what you're going to get every night. Both of those rosters, I still would have Milwaukee still as a favorite. Oh, I'm saying, are you asking me? No, I just threw it out. Oh, there. okay. I just threw it, I just threw it out there. Like, I, I know it's, it's mentioned Katie going to these teams, and it's like they're super excited with the possibility of getting Katie there, and it's like, Oh, we get KD to Philly. Oh, we get KD to Boston. We might as well guarantee we got it. That's not happening. That's not happening because that boy Giannis, he's my early prediction as MVP next season. So when does he get to the point where this is like wrong, where you can't keep giving him MVP? Hey, they gave Jokic another one. I think I don't think we'll even get to another like a wrong conversation with Giannis because there was a lot of narratives on Ron. People just like to hate him. I mean, he was up there this year again. Right, so, yeah, I think he was what? Brown was in the conversation. Brown was well, in the Giannis, I mean. Uh, yeah, Giannis, I think, was second what, or third. Second or third? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, and, and, he, and he didn't win, and rightfully so. Who beat him out? Who beat him out this year? Was it Jokic? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, a, that's the but thing. That I only, like Brett said, I only get to that point because Giannis is freaking beloved. It's just different. It's freaking beloved. Who says bad things about Giannis? It's. I can't. I can't recall. You, know you could think of yeah, me, me. But I'm only. I, I, I speak truth to power. That's why. I'm also, I'm we, could, we could literally list off the top of our head 
multiple analysts that have said or continue to say something bad about Bron. It would take us probably the next 30 minutes to really think like, yo, who's, yeah, the, last, who's the last time, who's the last person to say something about Giannis? Yeah, the one. Yeah, the one that means immediately. My man just, yeah, my man just did a Disney documentary. Long. He's certified loved by America. He just did a Disney documentary. Who did it? Giannis. Giannis yeah, right. Him and his brothers. Mm-hmm. He's he's certified and certified love boy. Space Jam too. Relax. You don't know way too much for no reason. He's on a better trajectory than than. No, he needs to calm down. He needs to relax. He ain't Brian. He knows he's not Brian. He said he actually came out recently. He said Brian's the best player in the world. Jordan, Giannis. Wow. <laughs> Wow. As far as movies. I post all the, you know, y'all would cut up the about movies and just post that part. And then have people get hate comments. I, I, I get all the hate comments in this podcast. Ain't nobody gonna take no, no arrows. <laughs> it's just milestones and arrows. <laughs> On a real quick, do you think at any point where you're talking about Giannis's trajectory, he will be in that? Top ten all time conversation. If he gets another ring, I do. I, think so. I do. I do. I do think he will be a top ten all time player when it's all said and done. Oh yeah, top ten for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean he's already what top twenty right now. That's it. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's top five. It's interesting to have that conversation. Let's see. Um, You'd have to dominate a team like he'd have to go on a tear. Yeah, he'd have to go on a tear. He'd have to. It. it, it he's. He's guaranteed a top ten slot in my opinion, just on the trajectory he's on. Like he's headed there. Um, because he's the guy. He's the guy who makes it all happen for them. And it unequivocally so and he owns that. He owns this his team. Like it's no question about it. Um so I, I, I for sure think that I think that ultimately he'll be higher than Steph Curry will be on that only top ten all time list. Um I do. I do think you know, that's where we end up because I think he's just more dominant um of a player. But you start talking about top five. Magic, Bron, uh, for a lot of people, Kobe, um, Kareem, Kareem, and Kareem, like Bill Russell, too. Throw him up there. They're all aware. Bill Russell, y'all not gonna say what I want to say, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing this. I'm not, I'm not rounding y'all up anymore. I learned, but Bill Russell is not a top five. Yeah, I don't know. He's not top five. He's not top five. <laughs> I don't even have Bill Russell in my top. He's team. not top ten, bro. Let's, 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 let's be real. You might put him in the top five of defensive players all time, but I'm not putting him. Bill might be in my top twenty all time. He's, a, I guess, he's a, honestly. People talk. You know, you're not that high when people talk about you being. People talk about your you being a humanitarian more than talk about your basketball ability. All right, like Will. He's not better than Will, is he? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think the thing is, people look at his rings and their head-on, you know, head-on matchups. But Bill had better teams than Will. Yeah. If you go look at it, Bill had better teams than Will. If Will had those same teams mm-hmm. or the same talent, at least, because it probably wouldn't have worked in Boston because he was more about getting buckets, and Bill was, you know, I'm gonna play defense. I'm gonna get rebounds. Well, make sure everybody else kind of gets the buckets type mm-hmm. thing. Will probably wouldn't. Will Chamberlain would not have won eleven championships with those Celtics teams, but if he had more talent, I think he would have had more rings because he was going against 
all time all time great Celtic squads. Mm-hmm. That's hard hard to deal with, especially when that time. Eleven titles. Yep. Eleven titles. Yeah, I mean, what does that what does that say to if you didn't have plumbers like Jerry West on that team, you, know, you might have had a couple more. Hey, I think you gotta have one now. Eleven titles. That's cool. That's not right. I'm not talking like that. That's cool. That's uh, cool. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's not an easy feat. I made a shocking revelation. It's not an easy feat. It's not an easy feat, but think think about this in, in this regard, right? To win 11 titles, does that say more so about him and that team or about the competition? Competition. Competition. For sure. Because no one talks about, no, and people, even people from that era don't talk about, like, how dominant Bill Russell was. They, you know what I mean? Like, they talk about a lot of things. I mean, he was a black man playing in Boston in the thirties. I mean, he should be celebrated in every corner of the world. Well, whatever he was. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the forties, the sixties, whatever he played. But um, that's a big deal. But I mean, in terms of domination on the basketball court skill, a lot. No, I said more about the competition. And we can all agree that the competition was weaker, even when Jordan played basketball. Even when Jordan was playing, the competition was weaker. Okay, like people don't want to talk about it, but it's true, right? Like the, the games evolved for the better. Basketball players now are better than they used to be back then. That's the reality of it. Right? You know, like it, that's just true. A D one player back in the eighties is a D three player now. Fringe, maybe. Like, you know, depending on depending on program, depending on program, depending on yeah. But like basketball evolved for the better. Like it's just the reality of it. So I think it says more of a competition. We talk about him in the eleven championships. Eleven championships is complete utter total domination it's like there's no question they're gonna win that is absurd who does that now there's, the only thing that's been close to the spurs i was well yeah in the winning aspect because ron did have that run of you just knew every year to the finals it was, it was an individual finals. thing right because he was just taking he, he you could bring him and and john from from uh kmart from kmart and, and it didn't matter brown was getting to the finals because Bron was Bron. that's what made that more impressive so that's why i would say Bron's final stretch where you got to the finals 10 straight times however many times it was was is far more impressive than six straight wins to michael jordan i don't care what anyone says i i think it's far more impressive than anything that jordan had ever done to do that in this era of basketball is so hard and to do it with jeff green as your second best player some years matthew delvadova was your second best player because you just because of injuries and you push in a team that won 73 you know you went one one 70 games or 69 games in the warriors in 2015 to uh, a 3-2 series that's crazy. Context matters. So when I talk about Brown, like the stuff he's done is unbelievable. Unbelievable. No one else in the biggest you can do what Brown has done. So there's that too. Brown, the most of Brown's goals. When we look at this this KD situation, does anything else really like come to your mind with this on the KD and his ultimatum? For me, I think this is just gonna continue on. I mean, Winhurst came out and said. Sources, his sources believe that KD will be on the team by September. We were pushing that for a while. I mean, look, it's possible this could this could play out and drag out for a long time. But all I all I took I take from this, what I take from this is that KD's. I mean, I've been saying it for a while. I think KD's definitely get traded. I think the next tar- the organization's tired of the charades and the nonsense in the games. And if I'm tired of it as a fan, and most Nets fans are tired. All, most Nets fans are tired of it. There, we have what we have is an infiltration of the KD and Kyrie groupies who came on board the team and acting like they're Nets fans, but they're not. And they're saying, "Oh, 
you know, like they're, they're KD and Kyrie apologists. Like, oh, you know, we should definitely get rid of Marks and get rid of uh, 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 Nash and all that stuff. And we should do whatever they say. And you guys are crazy. It's the biggest failure in that history. Y'all don't even know that history. Y'all don't even know that history. Most, most people don't know that history. I don't even blame them. It's not an extensive history. So I know you don't know. So don't don't come here talking about what is a is a failure in that system and what isn't on Twitter. I have been seeing him on Twitter, it's crazy. I but feel like they know my man Drazen Petrovich. Come on now, Keith Van Horn. Every next man knows Keith Van Horn. You don't they don't know him. Like, come on, Jason Boone. You can go all the damn day. Bottom line is, if, if we're gonna talk about this, you know, KD is has solidified himself as a guy who's gonna get traded. It was an utter failure. And I think he's pulled, he's pushed himself out of the top 10 conversation for me all time. Just for me, um, you know, all of our opinions are our own. But for me, that's why I think he can't lead. Um, he doesn't step up to the challenge. He's not he's not a real competitor in the way that a lot of these guys are. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of these all-time great guys are. We saw Allen Iverson, saw Kobe, saw uh, – Bron's an all-time great competitor. I don't care what anyone says. All-time great competitor. Um Guys like that, right? Magic. You, you're not in that conversation. You're not in that conversation to me. Never will be. And then beyond that, he's an incredibly unserious human being. I just think he's unserious. He's unserious in a different. He's not. He's not Antonio Brown unserious. Where Antonio Brown does a uh, press release. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does a press release, <laughs> and he says like he talks about his regrets, and he just he just says he wish he wish he could watch himself play. He's not unserious. He's a clown. He's unserious in a way where it's like. He makes no sense as a human. Like he doesn't make nothing about him is very logical. He, there was a report saying that he is angry than that's because they didn't seek to understand Kyrie, and and angry than that's because he had to get vaccinated and didn't want to get vaccinated. That report told me everything makes no right there. And the fact that he was angry about James Harden and now he's cool with James Harden to, to today. The, the, dude, the dude goes through more swings, more swings than a thirteen-year-old girl. It don't make no sense. So I, I'm, I don't, I don't. I can't make it make any any sense. I can't. I'm serious. You can't make it make any sense. And by the way, I'm all for feminism. I'm more powerful. <laughs> That's what's up. Relax, relax, relax. Relax, we'll do that. <laughs> but uh, relax. <laughs> but, but you know, I don't want to relax. But I'm not, I'm not taking I'm not getting to um, But, <laughs> but um, you know, it's just, it's crazy to me. I can't, I can't. I, I can't make sense of it. So he's, I just think he's an incredibly unserious human being who cares too much about what people think. And it's led him to make a lot of stupid, irrational decisions, but also someone who's king who's impossible to please and someone who's impossible to embrace for a fan base. That's KD's legacy to me. That's him. He, he's great at basketball, all time Probably one of the greatest five players ever lived. Because of skill, but not in terms of everything else that matters, which is winning games, impacting winning legacy in terms of building something that lives on beyond you. And to me, well, who's going to remember him that way? Where's his jersey when he's retired? Well, okay, see him retire his jersey. I guess they got nothing better to do besides do that. So maybe they do that. But Texas, dude. They ain't got no choice. Yeah, right. They ain't got no choice. Okay, see will retire uh, Westbrook's jersey before he retired. I agree 100%. Well, and rightfully so, by the way. He gave them more. Way he, more. He was also a reason why they didn't win a the championship. There's that. But we don't want to talk about that. I think it was. I think it was on both of them why the championship didn't happen. I do too. I do think it was both of them. Yeah, that's fair. Because OKC started what we should have saw as who KD was and the fact of he was not a leader. He did not lead. He did not, like, for us to think that he would pull Kyrie aside and like, yo, you got to, come on, bro. We need you to play this year. He didn't do that with Russ. 
It was times in press conferences where people were calling out, like, yo, Rush, you had four turnovers in the last 20 seconds. Y'all only lost by two. What do you have to say for that? KD, don't talk about my brother. Not a leader, never really owned up the stuff. Mm-hmm. It, like you feel me, it, it is what it is with that. Now you talk about across the bridge, Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle, and Obi Toppin teamed up together and lost to the New York uh, Firefighters League team. What do we see as the ceiling for the? <laughs> <laughs> You blindsided about he's blindsided about this, bro. Well, no, I guess the way it was <laughs> worded out. It was like, all right, the pro am. What's the ceiling for this? <laughs> I'm like, whoa, whoa. Off the pro am. Off the pro am, the Oh. Yo, I didn't even feel the freeze like that. I didn't even want to fuck them, but not ask like a serious question about them where they were headed. Oh my god. Um I just wanted to ask this here because I've been <laughs> on board and I think I've said it on the show. I think it's great for Jalen Brunson that he got paid, but I see the Knicks as a playing team regardless. Mm. Well they still got moves to make. They still got moves to make. Hopefully. Because they can't go into the next season with two starting power forwards and you have no idea like do we want to go with you and Obi, or do we want to, you know, maybe that was a fluke by Randall. Like, no, two or three years where it's, you know, subpar production kind of gives me a true definition of what he is. And he's not a one, he's not a two. No. And he's being paid too much. So I think they got to find a way to get off that contract. Why did they give him that money? It was an overreaction to Because that it's the year. Knicks. It's the Knicks. Oh, I know that. It's the and Knicks. You're going to say, I know. Trust me. It's the Knicks. Because they, again, I'm happy Jalen Brunson got his bread. But the Knicks just pay whoever they can get. But he's a. I think they're on age well. Yeah. I, I'm also a Jalen Brunson fan. That's I'm, fine. I'm, not, I'm, I'm not saying in regards, they want the big name. They want the big fish. Mm-hmm. The big fish, like, uh, nah, I'm good. I don't want to go on a date with you. Mm. There was no big fish to be had this year. I'm saying in Knicks history, look what y'all did with Mello. Y'all could have waited and y'all gave up 90% of the team to get Mello. Well, that wasn't... Y'all paid some like crazy bread. Well, that was a good That was a good move until, until the he end. got hurt. He yeah. actually until, killed Yeah, he was killed. He was killed. Until he got hurt. Yeah, we paid him, though. Annoying time. I mean... To me, you know, it to looks me, like an overpay after the injuries. Yeah. To me, when he was playing the, like an MVP, it didn't look like an overpay. He was playing what well. the Knicks do, what the Knicks do to me, right? They want the A list. They can't get the A list, so they'll pay the B list A list money though. Mm. So is that what Brunson got? He got A list money. I don't think he got A list money. No, 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 he got A list money. But I'm saying, but even Randall, even Randall didn't get A list money. He technically did it. He technically did. He did. But he got so much money for what he is. But the money, actually the, the big contract that the Knicks have had in history, it always can be like justified because like, all right, that was the best option for us at the time. But at what point does that just get old? Like, Julius Randle was the best option at the time, so we paid him. 
And then it seems like, and you've been a Knicks fan and are way locked in more with that franchise than I am. But I feel like all of the stars as of late, probably in the last 10, 15 years, that has been signed to be the guy for New York has always let y'all down at some point, whether it's injury, whether it's like, yo, we just realized Julius Randle really is a number three, four option. I feel that they have let you down timeless time that and time and time again. Oh, yeah. That goes without saying. That goes without saying. Um, yo. I'm just keeping it above. I know y'all don't think they're going to win a lot of games, but at least I make sure, at least that takes you up the plan and make sure you're a six, a six, maybe five seed, right? I think that played really well, right? Five. I think that's where you guys top out with down the on that team. Um, I know I, I may be alone in this. I, I don't know why. I, I understand why down the gets coming to prison because I get it. But, like, seriously, I think that's the, the fastest move to any kind of actual relevancy that we get. Besides being the Knicks. Real, real, real basketball relevance you guys can get is there because I mean, you can't wait because the criticism comes up when he's associated with the Knicks. But if he's associated with, I don't criticize else, them though when he's associated with going somewhere else. It, it turns into like, oh, four time all star, yeah. top three That's shooting guard in the NBA right now. But then when it's the Knicks, it's like, oh, he's small guard. Well, it's because the Knicks. I've been consistent though. Y'all know I have not been on not a Mitchell yes. train. Yes. I don't think he'd be a number one in your championship team. No. But that's not the goal here. The goal is for basketball relevancy. The goal is to get into the playoffs and, and sell. And look, I know don't want to make this bread. We're going to make a ton of bread selling tickets to the playoffs. Plus, there's there's something, there's a building block to build off of when you get down to Mitchell. There's a building block. Even if you want to trade him someday, you still can put him brass at the end of the day. He won't play badly. He's young. So, like, there's a lot of reasons to make this move. It just is, but you you running it back and telling me that RJ Barrett's gonna send me some all star player. Don't stop stop selling me on that, bro. It's not it's not fair to you. It's not fair to Miles. Look it's at not fair to me. He, look at him. He, look at him. He's sad. Like, imagine you look, look at him and put a picture of like the kind of crazy. crazy. How, how, how just held this grudge against RJ for like what two years? You think gonna be an all star? Two years gone. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Yo, I don't know. You can't you can't sell season tickets to people to your constituents and say oh. Uh, and, and, and you can sit there and go, oh, yeah, well, you know, the draw is going to be R.J. Barrett. And like, Get the hell? I'm not paying you the, the, a million dollars for season tickets, to, and, and your biggest plan is R.J. Barrett. No, you got to you gotta, – even if R.J. Barrett is your big, big fish, fine. you got to put other guys around him, and Donald Mitchell is a good guy to have around him too. It makes some sense. Like, let, let's do this. Like, but don't don't run it back with the same team expect different results. You, you can't tell me you're stealing to get to the playoff and you're going to run the back of the same team and, and, and Jalen Brunson is the only decision you made. That's not going to get you there. I'm sorry. I love Jalen Brunson. He's a winner. But yes. it's not going to get you there. It's not. That's my point. I, not the biggest Donovan Mitchell fan, but you add him to that mix. It's They go from. They're, I think they're a playoff lock then. Yeah. Top five, top 16. Yeah. Right now, as currently constructed. I see them as a playing team. They are playing for sure right now. Or he's literally just relying on, you're hoping RJ you're takes it to another level. Yup. And then you're literally putting all of this on Jalen Brunson's shoulders. And then it's like, hey, Julius, could you give me half of what you was that all-star year? And Grimes. I mean, if we get rid of Randall, then I think that already, already like elevates our ceiling 
God damn. <laughs> what? Is going on? what? Yo, I think this. What? Did you don't agree? I don't know. What? Because I don't think the Knicks are good enough to attract anybody who's more, to make them better. Who's more conducive to winning? Him or Obi? A guy who doesn't actually need to do one on one stuff. I, I hear what you mean. I, I hear what you mean. And it makes sense. But, like, that doesn't make you, like, a playoff team, a playoff lock by getting rid of Randall. You'd have to, like, no, you'd get rid of Randall to get other pieces in. It's but just, for what? What are you trading yeah. for? You can't sell them. You're selling too low right now. You can't sell them low. You've got to get Doc Mitchell in here, brother. What's the better option to put a – So what? We're going to bring Doc Mitchell and then Randall's still going to be here doing his – Not necessarily. I mean, you might even get rid of him probably maybe this season if he's playing well enough. But you, you've got you, – look, you can't not go after Randall. But his numbers were his numbers when he was being relied on as, like, the guy. Cool. So I don't think – this is where it is. Like, if you bring Doc Mitchell in, the numbers aren't going to be what they were when he was, you know – There's less pressure on him, though. He, there's less pressure on him. On that team right now, it's currently constituted. He has to be the guy, which is why you're getting booze because you're expecting too much from Randall. It's not even fair. It's not even fair. No dude with a hairstyle like that can be lead for the franchise. Franchise. It can't happen. So it, it doesn't make any sense. Like you can't be putting that kind of pressure on him. It's not. It, look, it's, it's, it's you know what it is. It's the Tobias full circle. It's the Tobias Harris syndrome. That's what it is. It's because Tobias Harris, Harris is never uh, uh, all NBA. I get. It. He never really got out of being number one like Randall did. And but it's the same thing. Balled out. Randall, by all accounts, that one year, he think we're crazy. Randall went bananas. But, and Miles, I believe, was on the same page. We knew, we said it on this podcast, that wouldn't last that long because he was trying to be Kobe Jr., taking very difficult shots. Mm-hmm. Nothing was easy for Randall that year. Which is why when it came to the playoffs, oh my gosh, what the, what the heck is this? Because he was trying to take the most difficult shots. He wasn't getting easy buckets. He wasn't doing the things to make his game easier. He wasn't playmaking. To your point, to your point, yo, if more players took the LeBron Magic Johnson approach, you could go get yourself your 30 points. Make it easy for yourself. If you are the focal point, Julius Randle that year, and he used some of the players on that team, kicked it out to him. They was cutting. Boom, boom, boom. Now, if you get other players getting a couple buckets here and there, now they're like, oh, yo, we can't. That's, to me, I think that's common sense. We're not going to be able to double team and send all the pressure towards you because the role players are hitting their shots. They're getting buckets. Yo, hey. Let me rely on RJ a little bit this playoff series against the Hawks. Let's say RJ, and you made the phase, but let's say RJ gives you 18, 20 points. I guarantee, I guarantee Randall now gets his 25, but it's a way easier, way more efficient. That's not, I don't I don't associate Randall with being a with being a smart eye to pass. No, I'm, that's my point. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I get what you mean. If yeah. he did that, if he did. It, it, it would have been. But if he to, did that, he'd be worth the contract right now. We wouldn't be talking about him, by the way. So this, that's the whole thing. All right. Like if he if he was that guy, then Miles wouldn't hate him. So clearly, Miles' account would be blocked by Miles him. talking. Miles talking about our, uh, the, uh, this guy Randall as if he's Westbrook. That's what he's talking about. I think that's how the Knicks fans view him. Yes, that that. I mean, when you no. not 
don't think so. No. They don't like him. They don't like him. Okay, so. I'm no, saying especially New Yorkers don't like anybody, by the way. Was that Eli Manning? They don't like that. They love Eli Manning. They, they don't have any jets to that. Eli, Eli's the, the head president of Let's Ride. Right. Let's Ride. <laughs> he should be. Let's Ride. Yeah, let's Ride two championships. You mentioned Donovan Mitchell. You mentioned Donovan Mitchell. We're going to end off the show with this one. Donovan Mitchell, you said, is a top three shooting guard. Bleacher Report released their list. We mentioned the point guards last episode. Top three shooting guards they have is Devin Booker and regards the most dominant. Devin Booker, Paul George, Donovan Mitchell. I don't know. Uh, top three shooting guards are those three? Yeah, so most dominant I'll, shooting guards. Almost dominant? Yeah. I, I, I'll take D-Book number one. Right there. I'll take D-Book number one. I'll take I'll take Paul George number two. I'll take uh, the, uh, Mitchell number three. I think that's my list. But D-Book number one. Like, uh, D-Book right now number one to me. So, and Mitchell in last place. Good company to be in for Mitchell, though. He's still a young guy. He won't bring out young he is. Mouth to me ways of art about this. You want PG oh, number one? You want oh. PG number one? That's what you want to do. Yeah, I, I like PG over D-Book. You're wild. Why? What do you mean why? D-Book's performed better than Cross in, 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 in Baltimore's recently, I should say. Porter's re- resume wasn't always that bad. I wasn't. I didn't even say bad, but like that Clippers collapse still stick with it. Still stinks. It's still bad older. He, he's like. Are we putting? It's bad. Bradley Bill, Zach Levine. Well, Bradley Bill for a top three. Like, do you switch possibly Donovan Mitchell out? Donovan Mitchell out for a Brad Bill, a Zach Levine, a James Harden. Harden now? I don't know. Oh, uh, but uh. Brad Buell and, and Zach, you can have a conversation about it. Who's better between three? You can have a conversation between yeah. those three. And, I mean, those two. two and Donovan and Donovan Mitchell, yeah. Like, not, not, not book, booking Baldwin's off limits, I feel like. But um, you can talk about it for Donovan Mitchell, maybe. Zach Levine, you, I could see a good case as to why some of them might think he's better than him. Um, they don't be the one who played a lick of defense. <laughs> but yeah, right. Uh, and Brad Buell doesn't play defense either, but Brad Buell's probably the better offensive. He's the best offensive player of the ultimate three. He's the best offensive mm-hmm. player. So if Brad Buell can sneak in there, it's better than Don Mitchell. Brad Buell's better than Don Mitchell, and he's better than Zach Lee. Yeah. Okay. Offensively. But there's no defensive grade, so it's fine. We're talking about most dominant. Then I might put Brad Buell over Don Mitchell. Yeah, I would too. And I think he's a nightmare. But he's I agree. on the bad squad. That's true. But he doesn't have good percentages. It's not like he's like shooting a bad percentage and taking the high ball. He he's no, he's a killer. <laughs> He'd be good, really good to you. I agree. I got Paul George as my most dominated shoot guard. Why? Over D Book. Does everything D Book does at another level. Shooting better shooter than him? At the, shooting shooting a different level? I don't I don't think so. I, I don't think, think, I think I think Paul George got him on shooting efficiency. I think Paul George got him on. He's going to get more boards than him. I think Paul George got him on, especially this last season with Kawhi being out. We saw Paul George that literally is working with a triple-double every other night. And then Paul George, give me Paul George on the defense too because he's going to dominate. That's where I got him. He's dominating both sides of the court. D-Book, he's starting – 
to, you know, embrace so that defense. He takes defense seriously now. So right now still, I would give it to Paul George as the more dominating factor because it's both ends. You know, most nights Paul George is going to give you 25 and he has to go guard. He has to go guard D-Book. D-Book might not guard Paul George. Mikel Bridges is going to go Paul George. I, 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 that's fair. That's fair. I, just, I, I think for me, it was really so on top of me was that I think they're close enough in skill set to have be in the same conversation. And you can give Paul George the edge and everything you said, but for me, I think when, it, when, yeah, when it's on the line, like D-Book, just, he, he's still him. He's still the same guy. I've seen Paul George get real small on the, on the, on the right side. I've seen him. I seen him shrink. What was the last game D-Book played? Oh, yeah. And that was bad. That was bad. <laughs> and you were saying that, and I was thinking that in my head, too. That's fine. But outside of that, that's the blemish. That's the only blemish. And, and he don't wear that by himself, by the way. He don't wear that by himself. He, everybody in the team wears that, including Chris Paul, who should be way above us at this point. It's been too long. For him, he don't play too long and chasing him for too long to be losing like that. Yeah, you know what you're saying. Man, we end off uh, the show. I wanted to say this before we end off. Um, I see it everywhere. Free BG, free BG, free BG, free BG. That's Brittany Bryder. Good basketball player. Black female. Of course, we want her to be safe. But if we have to trade a terrorist for Brittany Griner, oh boy. Keep keep BG. Mm-mm. <laughs> If we got to trade terrorism, no. And this goes to what Miles has said on the show multiple times. Because of that celebrity status, because of being an athlete, the world is all up in arms and free BG, free BG. But if it was one of us, who the hell are you? Miles Davenport is over there? Hey, this, Why don't we trade him? This isn't happening. So trade's being discussed. You're, you're rushing now. Exactly. So... If we could figure out any way possible to have Brittany Griner back here safe, I'm all for it. But if we trade a terrorist, I'm sorry. You did the crime. You got to do the time. Oh, my God. If you stay ready. <laughs> oh, my God. You don't got to get ready. Bench Mob and we out. We love y'all. Peace. <laughs>